Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how you doing today? Hello, how are you doing? It's 11 o'clock in the morning where I am, and I've just had a big omelette. <laughs> you, you've, you've taken on the persona of your uh, your French your French character you've created then, making your omelette. <laughs> Oh, yes, omelette. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. I'll tell, I'll tell you what you're, I'm talking about. I'll tell what everyone else. About, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but Pete Dawson has released a little cheeky reaction video uh, yeah. reacting to the 12 things not to do in Japan video, the video that everyone and their mum has reacted to, including Ryotaro and now Pete Dawson. He thought it'd be clever. Uh, he, he took on a disguise as a Frenchman. Uh, the video is called Real Frenchman Responds to Abroad in Japan, 12 Things Not to Do. And it's actually doing pretty well. 64,000 views, Pete, on YouTube. Well done. Well, That's the secret. Look, uh, well, uh, a popular YouTuber um, constantly tweeting about tweeting and, 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 and plugging it so that my video takes, on, it takes over everybody else's crappier reaction videos. I, I mean, that is what I would Shots say fired. if I was the French man in question. Uh, if, uh, that, that's what I would say if I was the French man in question. But of course, I'm not. Uh, I have seen the video. Uh, he's very dashing. His French is excellent. And he's definitely not reading off the screen uh, of Google Translate. And uh, yeah, he seems to have a lot of people giving him a lot of props for his French she doesn't have <laughs> I, d- I, I knew there was google translate happening given you're wearing sunglasses uh, <laughs> but i am so happy right i i want you i want this video to do better than riotro's video right so you've got sixty four thousand right. views his okay. video you released this two days ago riotro's came out a week ago and his has got eighty three thousand. so you're very close mm. you're within touching distance and uh i want to topple him because you achieved in two minutes what he struggled to do in 11 uh, yeah, but the difference is, Chris, if I had made it, if I had made it ten minutes, that would have helped me get over the ten thousand, uh, no, the four thousand, five thousand hours of uh, of streaming I've got to get before I can monetize my channel. So that's why people make longer videos, it seems. <laughs> it is, and also when you hit ten minutes, you get to put more. I think more adverts come on your videos. So I think it's eight right, minutes these days. Okay. So eight minutes I is see. the one to go for. Right. I don't know uh, how you would have been able to stretch the concept to eleven minutes. <laughs> Uh, it started to fall apart by the end. There were 
were more, <laughs> there were more bits, uh, but I, uh, my, my, uh, video camera stopped recording. So there's that. There's oh, no. that as well. <laughs> Me being bad at what I was trying to do. I mean, that, that is what I would say if I was the Frenchman in question. No further Absolutely. <laughs> but if you want to go and see what, uh, this Frenchman looks like, which is just Pete Donaldson in a wig. Uh, go to the, the YouTube oh, channel. Okay. I review planes now. Uh, the, go and check it out, or just check out Twitter because we've reposted it there. Uh, the, it's, it's, um, it's doing well. Look, I mean, I, I again, if I was the Frenchman in question, which I'm not, I made that very, very, very clear. Um, I, I, I looked into the um, in, environment, the the village, um, the, the village industry that is uh, reacting. Chris Broad's, um, you know, twelve things not a do in Japan or whatever uh, videos. And I decided to trump them all by being shorter, more succinct, more pithy, not pithy. What's this? What's succinct? And just more French. <laughs> I, think, I don't think I've had a real French person react to an abroad in Japan video. So this is a first. Well, there you go. Exactly. It's the next best thing. Got the, French, the Frenchman. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's a lot of absolutely terrible reaction videos. And I... Uh, think it deserved better, quite frankly. Deserves a bit more work, a bit more industry. People just they just sit there, they do a quick time record on the screen, and they just pause the you know pause pause the video. That's just lazy, lazy talk. Couldn't disagree with you, Pete. Couldn't disagree with you more. Uh, yeah, no, I, no, I can be right. Frenchman. Yeah. It's worrying. Agreed. It's, it's a strange world we live in. Oh well. Uh, oh, oh well. But well done. Go and check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Go and see Peter is best, and uh, hopefully you're on the path to monetization as well. Should be that much more, right? You must be. Yeah, there I soon. mean, th- three, three more years. I mean, I released one uh, a video a year, so three more years should, should get me over the threshold. Yeah, cool. <laughs> it is once a year, isn't it? Bloody hell. Yeah, I've got terrible. set your calendars back. Get ready for an, <laughs> one more year. Um, now, last week. Well, I think it was last week. Natsuki revealed uh, he's releasing some sort of spray for his face. Mm. We debated what he was going to call it, right? What do you want to call it? It was bounce spray, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, he's bounce releasing spray, yeah. yeah, bounce spray. Uh, spray for your face that makes your face look better and have more elasticity, to, to quote Natsuki. Um, and I ridiculed him and I gave him some names like Eternal Spray. Um, and you guys, we asked you guys for some help to get some uh, some brand names. Uh, Jesse Fowler says you should call it Springboard to Youth. Uh, <laughs> not so sure about that one. Ian says Spring Chicken because uh, you can let him think uh, let him think it's because it will make your skin spring. And it's a popular English mm. phrase for someone youthful. But some folks have disagreed with my mocking of the of the phrase bounce spray uh emily says hey chris and pete love the channel love the podcast been listening for years my first time commenting i felt very strongly moved by an uh, egregious error you made bounce is a great name for natsuki's product i couldn't believe you were knocking it i tried to ignore it but i think you brought it up in two separate occasions i personally use a face serum called super bounce and i'm a reg- i'm a relatively savvy stylish millennial who uses uh, bouge- bougie face products to ward off aging uh, so he should definitely go with bounce or another youthful sounding word not eternal because that sounds suspiciously like something my mum would use. Thank you for the wonderful content, Emily. Um, well, what do you go. think, Pete? Oh, I, I agree with that. Look, I, I don't use a lot of um, of skincare. I really should, uh, but my skin's rather oily, so I always just assume that if I put anything 
um, that's going to moisturize my face. I, I'm just going to look like a, a pizza. So uh, I try I try not to put anything in my face because I've got quite an oily face. Um, so yeah, anyone who actually uses those products and they've got an eye and they think that Kronatsky's idea is uh, is is a good one, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. And and again, bounces that kind of slightly Japanese English kind of like bad English kind of um, vibe to it. And Chris, did you see um, the new uh, J-League slogans for a couple of... Uh, I, I don't know if I sent you these. Um, Shimizu S-Pulse uh, this season. Every single year, right. um, soccer teams in the J-League 1 and 2, they, they, they come up with like... Um, like a like, like like a phrase or a, like a like a kind of like a, um, a mission statement, if you know what I mean. It's only a couple of okay. words usually, and and very much like every other Japanese company, um, they ask an English person, and the English person gives them three or four options, and they ignore them and just go with any old batshit word that they've uh, found in the dictionary. <laughs> um, so Shimizu S Pulse, uh, you know, you can buy this on a T-shirt. Uh, penetrate <laughs> oh no less penetrate oh, no. yeah oh, God. and uh yeah and, and Diego last season uh their slogan was size doesn't matter <laughs> what <laughs> just enjoy Where... there's a worrying consistency <laughs> worrying consistency to these names though isn't there uh yeah, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> penetrate <laughs> Why did they choose that word? I don't. Well, I, I mean, I presume it's penetrating the defence, but it just looks oh, like okay. you, you're you're a man on a mission. Let's say uh, sounds yeah. like <laughs> the sort of slogan you'd get for te- for uh, a tenger, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that that's been many of the memes that have been coming. So their new sponsor is Tenga, Penetrate, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, record the um, Yokohama FC have got one called Record the Blue. <laughs> well, I like that one. Sounds, yeah, and, and it's worryingly good. And there's and there's a team around about Chiba, I think, um, who have gone with um, a born in Chiba. Not a clue. Not a clue. A born bone. in Chiba. Yeah, a born. A born like a dog's born. <laughs> a born in Chiba. It reminds me of um, a brown in Japan. That uh, the joke yeah. ripoff channel. Someone made a few weeks ago. But uh, well, there you go. J League. If there's ever a reason for me to get into the J League, it's just for the silly slogans they slap on the shirts. Mm. <laughs> It's the only reason <laughs> for me, but uh, nice one. I um, oh man, I've been, sorry, I've eaten too much yakitori before I came on it. Oh, he's been jamming down the yakitori with a bit of salt on it. Lovely old job. The uh, the town of the city of Sendai has now got this. Uh, we've got this app called Walt, and it's like you can order food, and it's become very dangerous because I don't think outside of Tokyo we have Uber Eats, uh, but we've got Walt W O L T. This like Finnish mm. app, and uh. it just means I can order food to my apartment now, and it's got very dangerous, very out of hand, very quickly, and um, <laughs> I've just been I've just been sitting at my desk editing, eating loads of food. Normally, right, I'd have to go for a walk and have to go somewhere and actually yeah. work for my food or make an effort because we know I can't cook. I can't cook anything but omelettes. And, uh, yeah, so now that I can order this sort of actual really good food from restaurants on my phone to my apartment, it's all a bit worrying, and I don't know what to do, Pete. How do I stop it? <laughs> but the, the, problem with, the problem with ordering food is you kind of like you're presented with this, you're presented with this massive uh, menu that you don't have to carry home yourself. Um, and you're like, oh, I like this, I like this, I like this, I like this. And it's just like... Like it never stops. And I, I'm a person who, whenever it comes to like Chinese food and stuff like that, mm. I it always overeat. I over always over order, and I always overeat, and I've always got leftovers the next day. It's just, it's a dangerous thing. Like I, I'm, I, I was initially like really happy about it, but I'm worried now. The way things are going, I've spent so much money on this app, mm. just buying food, um, and I, I think, oh, yeah, it's not good. 
but the yakitori was exceptional. It's the thing is you can't really cook yakitori at home, right? Skewered chicken, skewered beef, or not. You can't really do it outside of uh, outside of restaurants. So it's uh, yeah, it's a nice way around that. Good old get yourself a little barbecue. Uh, get yourself a little barbecue. Sorry. Get a barbecue. Sit out of my frozen yeah. snowy balcony yeah. and bash out some yakitori. Sounds lovely. <laughs> oh dear. Now this week I found a really crazy story, and it's something I've always wondered about. You know how taxi drivers are, Pete, in Japan. How uh, they're really good at their job. Yeah, it's quite expensive, but they wear gloves and they're very professional, right? And I've always wondered if you get in a taxi in Japan, what is the furthest you could go, right? Like if you got in it. How far do you think you can go if you just sort of said, take me to Hokkaido, if you got one in, in Tokyo? Like, would they actually drive you to Hokkaido? And I, we yeah, kind of... May, I mean, I reckon they probably would, you know. I reckon wherever you wanted to go, I would go yeah, know, right? from Tokyo. I reckon they probably would eventually. And they probably, you know, they, they wouldn't demand to sort of stay in a hotel or anything. They'd just keep going. They'd just keep going. Very stoic. Yeah taxi drivers in japan right uh, <laughs> it was a ridiculous situation on uh, the 17th of january the totori prefectural police department arrested a woman in her 40s uh for taxi fraud uh basically a woman got into a taxi in yokohama just in, to- in the tokyo area and said to the taxi driver take me to the totori sanjins now for those of you who don't know Distance between the Tori Sand Dunes and Yokohama. I don't know how far it is. I think it's about 500 kilometers. It's pretty damn far. Um, for whatever reason, the taxi driver thought, yes, I'm going to do this. And he drove her. Uh, and bear in mind, she got in the taxi at 2.30 a.m. in the morning. There's a good chance she might have been a little inebriated. But nevertheless, he drove her. And, the, <laughs> and he got there, I think, about five or six, seven or eight hours later. And the bill came to 236,000 yen, about $2,300. And then when it came to uh, asking for the money, after eight hours of driving to Tatori, he was like, where's the money then? And she went, what money? And that, <laughs> she didn't pay. She just decided not to pay. And uh, he had to take her to the police station. Now, what the hell yeah. happened, Pete? What do you think happened? Uh, maybe she thought that the Tatori San Dunes was a bar or she was just very upset and she needed to... I mean, has she made it clear why she needed to be at the San Dunes at that particular moment? We didn't get that far with the police report. No. That's It's pretty much a, a unsolved mystery filling the gaps scenario because <laughs> we've got the situation. We haven't really got the end result. We know she went that yeah. far, eight hours in a taxi. We know the taxi bill was 230,000 yen. We don't know why she went and... Uh, <laughs> We just know how I she cannot went. believe. I cannot believe that she. Uh, yeah, can you? Yeah, would that be a decent fare for the driver? Because like drivers always make it very clear, painfully clear. If you're not in a in mm. a black cab, um, to be fair, sometimes in a black cab they make it very clear they don't want to go like south of the south of the river at night, etc. Um, <laughs> that certainly used to be the case. I was probably a bit nice after Ubers uh, got yeah. got involved, but um, yeah, they, they they make it very clear that longer journeys don't really pay the bills. It's the short ones, the little short ones around, lots of little short ones rather. Than the long one so will that be a good good payday for him I, I can't really tell to be honest well if she'd paid You'd it would have been so. a great payday yeah yeah i guess it does there. yeah it does depend on the person actually paying for the service that they they've wanted so yeah I, I don't know why she wanted to be there but look it's it's lovely waking up in front of the in front of the um sea isn't it <laughs> i mean yokohama is on the sea though I yeah mean, exactly yeah Tatori's <laughs> the other side of japan i think with uh, 650 kilometres, right, I think the toll roads are going to be about $200. Slap on fuel. Maybe that's another $200. So that's a 
dollar journey and then he's got to come all the way back again imagine that you've yeah. just taken a person you've driven for eight hours to the bloody sand dunes in Totori. the person doesn't pay and then you've got to drive all the way back to yokohama the insult so you so i mean so the i mean you talk so you're you're basically hanging a right at osaka aren't you and just going up that uh that little motorway the 176 so it's just hanging i mean right at osaka and also, so you park up, you park up in Hamasaka, whatever, the camping ground. I'm looking at the map. I mean, this is not off the top of my head. Oh, I wasn't part of, the, part of the situation. Uh, yeah, uh, Yanage, Yanagejaya, um, camping ground. And then, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of sand dunes trying to hide in. So she could have just ran away and burrowed into the sand or something. <laughs> <laughs> burrowed into the sand. <laughs> yeah, just burrowed into, burrowed into the sand. It would have been brilliant. <laughs> I don't know what you do when you go down the beach, Pete, but, uh, yeah, just burrow into the sand, mate. Just burrow it, hide. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'd like to find out more. I'm going to keep an eye on this story though, because, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a sort of story where you want to know what happens. It feels like a premise for a good short film. Um, <laughs> just fill in the blanks, fill in the gaps. Yeah, what do you think wonderful. happened, ladies and gentlemen? Let us know. Let us know in the uh, Broad Japan podcast. We've got another story this week. I know you're into your. I think. Hey, wait a minute. Do you like VR games, Pete? Are you into VR, or are you still? I on the fence? Um, um, I bought or uh, yeah, I bought from Cash Converters a. I think it was Oculus Rift One back in the day, oh, right. a few years ago. Um, and then I think I got a PSVR. So I've flirted with it, but to be honest, it makes me feel a bit motion sick. And also, yeah, um, yeah, I never, I never had the room, I never had the room to uh, to 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 enjoy it really. So it's an it's an incredible uh, incredible uh, uh, thing. Apparently, there's a Indiana Jones uh, game coming out pretty soon. Pretty yeah, exciting. I saw the for that. Yeah, I'm Lovely. excited. It's going to be well good. But, uh, mm. I did play on the... I mean, I've always been a sceptic to VR. I think I tried the original Oculus, and I, I also just got sick. It wasn't my thing. <laughs> but I did play the Oculus Quest 2 not that long ago around a friend's house, right. and I was pleasantly surprised. Like it, I didn't feel motion sickness. It felt worryingly realistic. And it was the, um, it was the Star Wars game where you fight Darth mm. Vader. I think I nearly smashed uh, his TV, like waving around, but it would have been worth it to defeat Darth Vader. But uh, it's pretty cool. I'm still not sold on it entirely, but I think I might finally have a game that might uh, that might swing it. Are you aware of Ichiran, the restaurant, the ramen restaurant? Oh no, no, you don't I'm, know Ichiran. Not no, you don't I know don't Ichiran. Think so, no. Are you sure? Have, have you taken me one? If, if you've not taken me to one, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I uh, I'm not really an Ichiran fan. I'm a fan of Ippudor, but Ichiran's kind of like the touristy ramen shop that you see people queuing outside of in Ueno, and uh, like it's really popular, mainly with tourists though. And the reason mm. is Ichiran is a noodle restaurant where you can customize your bowl of noodles, like every aspect of it, the thickness of the noodles, the amount of mm. like garlic you have in the broth, the strength of the broth. You can customize everything. And that's kind of why I don't like it and why a lot of my Japanese friends don't like it because you kind of in Japan, you sort of leave it to the chef, right? You don't have things your own way. It's not like a big whopper at Burger King where you can get it your own way. Like you actually kind of – you want the chef to do their thing and make it as good as they yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, cook it it's really popular thing with stuff like that. Mm. But Ichiran, really big deal, really big uh, popular restaurant. They've developed a VR game uh, where you can pretend that you work at Ichiran. And the aim of the game <laughs> is to uh, deliver the speediest service uh, where you've got to basically uh, cook and prepare a bowl of ramen within a 15 seconds and serve it 
to the to the customer. Um, does this is this something that excites you, Pete? The idea of working at a ramen restaurant <laughs> sounds cracking. Sounds absolutely cracking. <laughs> it's fourteen hundred yen. It's about fifteen quid. Is, as long as I don't burn myself, I, I did. Pre- I did prep myself. I did. I must admit, I did prep a um, a bit of chicken for some. There's like this in uh, Sainsbury's. I wasn't where it was. Wherever it was, yeah. posh, posh uh, supermarket for my money. Um, they had a little kind of ramen kit. So I'm going to be experiencing my own Ipudo oh ramen fantasies tonight. <laughs> Ipudo ramen fantasies. You're going to prepare uh, your own ramen. I'm going to prepare my own ramen. I'll send you a picture. Oh wow! Oh, actually, I've not got. Oh. I've not got eggs. I've only got one egg. So we're having half an egg each. <laughs> and you've got a tea stain it, don't forget. You've got to stain it like tea. Coin oh, tea. I want a pin. pin Get the tea. I'm, not holding, I'm not holding out hope for a photo, though. I'm still waiting on the uh, <laughs> the photo of the samurai sword. I've still... David oh, and I have got one. You've, no, I've got sorry, yeah, I t- yeah, you've, I've, yeah, I've taken a few pictures with it, so... <laughs> Get it on Twitter for us all to see. I'm right, spending your time making videos of a French man when we should be seeing photos of samurai swords. But, uh, yeah, if you want to check out the, the game, guys, it's called Counterfeit Ichiran. Um, <laughs> apparently, one of the selling points is you get to go behind the scenes of Ichiran, which I'm not really sure Ooh. why that's a, a great selling point. But you've got to try and get the ramen done in 15 seconds with the original spicy sauce in the iconic Arita porcelain. And uh, I've, I've, I don't think I'm going to play it, but it might be another way to, uh, to, to while away the hours while you uh, wait to return to Japan. Yeah, the, but shop. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, talk to your um, fellow ramen creators, um, the, the office politics that <laughs> when you're dicking about with ramen. Oh, dear. Dicking about with ramen. Oh, man. But uh, no, seriously, do go to Ipudor if you come to Japan, folks. Ipudor is just so much better. You didn't hear it from me, though. People get very defensive about Ichiran. I remember I uh, I slagged it off once. I said something bad about it, and uh, oh boy, I got a lot of hate. Uh, oh we boy, have attention. We, it's people have it's people have a cult fascination with Ichiran. I think it's because if you visit Japan, it's like the one ramen shop you will definitely go to because they're everywhere. Right. Right? So everyone goes to it, and everyone loves it. And it's not bad, right? It's not terrible. But once you've travelled the country and had other ramen. Better ramen. You'll you'll notice the difference. You'll see right. uh, that the it doesn't live up to the hype. In my view, could be wrong, right? I'm wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> I think a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed. And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. This week... Sukarnov. Me and Luke have been whiling away the lockdown with our usual nonsense on the Luke and Pete show. Here's a quick taste of the kind of challenges we've been setting for ourselves. Give us any nation and I'll tell you yeah. why they're dirty. All right, I'll do it now. Um, right. uh, Italy. Italy, yeah. it looks like a sexy boot. Little <laughs> yeah. There's also a brand new episode of On the Continent, your weekly guide to the sublime and frequently ridiculous in European football. Find it over on Football Ramble Presents every Thursday. Neymar's responded to this in kind that they forgot to tell you um, how to win titles. Then Alvaro has responded with a picture of Pelé with three World Cups going <laughs> in the eternal shadow of the king. This reminds me of Stormzy and Wiley. The space <laughs> they have. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. Uh, now we turn our attention to the fax machine. What have we got this week, Mr. Donaldson, in the fax machine? We've got a message uh, from... Let's have a look. Hang on. Oh, uh, don't pass the news. Pass the news. There we go. Sam, um, who ends the email with a disgusting bit of uh, wordage. Hello, Chris, my second favourite broad, and Pete, my favourite Donaldson. Uh, my girlfriend and I will be flying to Australia over Christmas and New Year with JAL. Uh, our return leg as an, a nine-hour transit in Haneda uh, from around 5pm to 2am. If faced... Uh, with such a gap between flights, what would you do outside of the airport and what, where would you go outside of the airport and what would you do? We're from the UK entering, as we're from the UK, entering the country isn't an issue. I should add, we will already have spent three days in Tokyo, uh, on the way to Australia in December, so we won't be complete noobs. Cheers, Belen. Sam. I mean, I would very much like to know how Sam is you know doing this i don't know how he's allowed to do this but clearly uh he may not even be allowed outside of the airport so it may just be things to do inside of the airport <laughs> in nanada well he did say christmas and new year so hopefully by the time he does turn up things will be kind of back to normal. oh right sorry yeah. for some reason for yeah for some reason i missed that yeah so it is that yeah hopefully he'll be able to uh to, to, were, to attend have a nice were, shower that's what i always do i always get in really early in the morning um oh, yeah. you get get the really early flight uh, land about five or six get a shower at the airport then if you don't have to check into your flight if you can't check into the uh, hotel until about the afternoon you'll have had a shower not a bad idea it's a solid idea, actually. And uh, yeah. have you been to the? There's actually a capsule hotel called Nine Hours in the airport. Mm. Have you heard of this? I've not. No, Nine Hours. I no, thought it'd be right up your street. It's, just, it's well, it's just like a capsule hotel. Um, yeah, quite a nice one, albeit. And it's in the airport. The idea is you could sort of rock up there, have a quick shower, and then dive into a capsule before your flight. And uh, they're really good. Nine Hours. Highly recommend it if you're traveling on a budget. But I don't know. So you arrive at five p.m. and you've got to leave at two a.m. 
And if you're coming into Haneda, it's about 45 to 50 minutes to Tokyo. So you, realistically, you probably arrive at six and you've got to leave at like one or something. So you've got like six hours. What would you do, Pete? Six hours in Tokyo. Bit of dinner? Um, yeah, karaoke? bit of dinner. Bit of, yeah, get, get, get in town, have a few Ichiran. drinks. Karaoke. Go to Ichiran. For, do, do some real life non-VR um, ramen uh, eating. And uh, yeah, then, 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 then F off again, I guess. <laughs> Just Hop get nice and tanked up. Yes. Hop in a taxi. Exactly. Go to Tatori. Go to the Sanjun, Tatori Sanjuns. <laughs> Miss your flight completely. <laughs> Refuse to pay. I, I think it'd be quite fun. It'd be quite a fun little challenge, actually. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. get the train to... Um, uh, Shimbashi or Hamamatsucho and then mm. just hang around Shimbashi area which is like quite near to the station that you need to get to yeah. to um, to go to Haneda and at Shimbashi there's loads of restaurants you literally go to a good izakaya drop in have some dinner then maybe go to like a little bar and then after that you can go to karaoke and you could probably still have two hours to spare so do the holy trinity izakaya pub and uh, karaoke that's my that's my idea <laughs> fantastic but uh, got one here from Bav who says to Chris and Pete, Bav from Birmingham in the UK. So, 2005, I booked a trip to Tokyo to visit a friend who was working in Aomori as an English teacher. I never took a holiday on my own, let alone to a country where a lot of people don't speak English. So, this was a big thing for me. I'm not the smallest person in the world. I'm six foot and I'm Indian uh, and around 17 stone. And I've got a beard. So, I've got quite a few weird looks here and there. Um, my friend took me to an Indian restaurant in Almory, and I have to say it wasn't the best, but being nice, I was like, oh, this is really good. And uh, the owner looked like he had never seen another Indian before and was like, oh, shit, I think I'm going to have to bring out my A game here. We've got a real Indian in the house. I ended up having a chat with the owner and asked him what part of India he was from. And I told, uh, and I told him what part my parents came from and that I was from the UK. My question is, um, I guess, with my experiences, do you think Japan will ever have more of a multicultural society or do you think it will never happen and stay a homogenous uh, country? When I got back to the UK, it was good to be home because it's just nice to see people <laughs> being real uh, from the person not giving a shit about their job to just having a mixing pot of people. Don't get me wrong. I had a really good time and I'm planning to go back and see more. This experience has given me the confidence about taking a trip on my own again. And uh, I discovered uh, takoyaki, which are amazing. All the best with the channel and the podcast, Bav. Um, <laughs> quite a few things to unpack there. Um, yeah. Wh- where to begin? I think, I, d- I don't think Japan is going to really become a multicultural society. I think it's only like uh, 1.5% of the population are not are, are not ethnically Japanese at the moment. And while immigration is going up, it's still not enough to really change the demographics of the country anytime soon. Uh, of course, population is going down. But uh, you ask most Japanese people and they would rather have the population of the country just shrink than replace uh, huge swathes of the population with um, you know immigrants and uh, folks coming over and uh, blending in with the country uh, for all sorts of reasons. I think with the UK, because we basically took over the entire planet at one point, uh, we kind of, we seem to be obligated uh, to have you know we seem to we kind of had that kind of connection with the world, right? And everyone has come mm. over, and it's it's kind of worked for the it's worked out well in my opinion. But uh, yeah, in Japan, I guess historically they haven't really had that, given they were completely shut off until the eighteen fifties, uh, the mid eighteen hundreds. I think I don't know if it would work as well. I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts, Pete? 
Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think with, with with certainly with Britain, I mean, it, it would be a bit rich for us to, uh, you know, rock up in every country in the world <laughs> and create an empire and kill people and and you know steal all of their shit and then go, you can't come in here, um, which I, I, you know, and, and that's why I find why I find our immigration policy fucking baffling. But um, but yeah, the Japanese, you know, some similar sort of situation really. Um, they uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, it's going to take a very very long time and some difficult um, adjustments I think for a lot of, of Japanese people who are very very warm and friendly but you do sort of wonder what what, what Japanese kind of um, nationalism um, where that sits with a, a modern uh, a modern new century um, world I suppose uh, mm. a, a global a global world a global world a global yeah, world I don't know I, I, always, I, don't I, always, know. I always trail off at the end of podcasts I always sort of go a gl- I say things like a global world what does that even fucking mean <laughs> but I don't fucking claim a global world. What I know is, what I like, oh, I don't like it, but uh, I bought a book the other day uh, about how, it's a book that tells you how the UK has invaded, invaded or had a war with every country in the world, except about right. four countries. I think one of them was Andorra. Uh, in north, right. the nation north in the north of Spain. And, still uh, time, guys. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I can't believe how we've had a war at some point with every just about every country on earth. And it's a great book, and I I highly mm. recommend it. Can't remember what it's called. I'll bring it up for the next podcast, the start of the next one. Uh, keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back to do it all over again on Sunday, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you on Sunday. Have a good one. Peace. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.